Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of Prime Talk with yours truly, the one and only Rodimus Prime. Yes, it is I again. It's been a little over two weeks since we last spoke. Hope everybody out there is doing pretty well tonight. Hope everybody out there has been staying safe in this madness we call a world. Um, last couple weeks I've been dealing with this non-stop cough, but it hasn't been as bad the last couple days. I feel better. I sound better. I'm not coughing like crazy as I was last time. I don't like to cough on air. I don't like to do that because that just throws everything off and it just it just makes me and the show look bad. You know what I'm saying? I know I it is what it is, but it just it just makes every it just makes the flow of the show just go bad. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, I feel better. I sound better. You know, I'm still uh, toughening it out. I'm still uh, toughening it out, if that's even a word, if you will. You know, I'm still going through it. But like I said, it is what it is. So never fear. Rodimus Prime is here. I am back. Um, but, you know, like I said, I hope everybody out there is doing well. Hope you've been staying safe. You know, if you are sick, hope you have been taking care of yourself and all that good stuff. Um, last few weeks, last couple weeks, rather, since we last spoke, a lot has gone down. Um, so let's just get into the uh, small talk segment, if you will. <coughs> um, we'll start off with the Georgia Bulldogs. Well, first, I take that back. I just watched Auburn and Missouri. The Auburn Tigers are the number one team in the country. They had a really tough matchup against the Missouri Tigers, the men's basketball team. Uh, they won with the skin of their teeth. They just won 55-54. And like I said, uh, they had a really tough matchup. They got an SEC Big 12 uh, matchup this Saturday. I think they play Oklahoma, so that's going to be a real tough one as well. I don't know if they play at home or away. I haven't checked it, but uh, they got enough. They got another tough matchup on their hands with uh, Oklahoma. Now let's talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. Since we last spoke, the Georgia Bulldogs won the college football playoff national championship by defeating Alabama. For the first time since 1980, the Georgia Bulldogs stand on top of the college football world. You know, it's got to be a real coup for uh, Coach Kirby Smart, if you will. You know, he has a really good recruiting class. He played at Georgia. He is the head coach at the at Georgia. And he just won a national championship for his alma mater. So everything's riding high for him right now. Now I'm sure they'll be favored to win again. They'll be favored to be in the championship again along with Alabama, who they beat. So we shall see um, how the next seven to eight months fare out. Because like I said, with it... Within those seven to eight months, you know, uh, National Signing Day is coming up. They are going to be highly favored. Those two teams are going to be highly favored to once again meet. And one of them will be favored, Georgia and Alabama, mostly Georgia, will be favored to once again uh, win the college football playoff national championship. Joe Judge. Boy, boy, boy. Joe Judge, a few days ago, got fired, and rightfully so. As the New York Giants head coach. As I said before on the last episode on the 10th, this dude is garbage. He is a garbage head coach. 10 and 23 in two seasons as head coach. That's not going to cut it. It's bad enough that the franchise itself is garbage. He's even worse. 
He's just dumpster fire. Within the last five seasons, the New York Giants are 22 and 59. 22 wins, 59 losses. What I can't get over is that he said that he had free agents calling him wanting to play for the New York Giants. If you're 22 and 59, you think I want to play for that franchise? No. You think I want to play for a coach who doesn't know how to coach and is basically a mess within himself? No. So again, and rightfully so, Joe Judge is out as New York Giants head coach. The owner did say that they will hire a, a new general manager because their old one just retired. Um, so that will lead into the new uh, search for the head coach. So we shall see who will get the GM and the head coach role because with the Giants, they just need to be blown up. That whole franchise just needs to be blown up. That franchise needs to be blown up, uh, built back up from the root, and hopefully they can be relevant again because within the last five years, they have just been terrible. And I mean terrible in every sense of the word. Sean Payton. Let's talk some news that happened today. Sean Payton, <coughs> head coach, now former head coach of the New Orleans Saints, has officially stepped down. So, um, Sean Payton, within the last 15, 16 years, has done a, a tremendous job taking over as head coach. Uh, he had the great Drew Brees, who retired last year, as his quarterback. They won the Super Bowl in 09. So, the New Orleans Saints, has uh, they have been relevant within the last 10-plus years. Uh, unfortunately, they missed the playoffs this year. Um you know, the Saints, you know, it's tough, you know, closing one chapter of your life and then trying to start a new one. And honestly, there's really nothing I can say bad about Coach Payton. I mean, he's done a pretty decent job as head coach. Um, so it's going to be mighty different with the Sean Payton era ending in New Orleans. But, you know, I think they'll be all right. So the question is, what's next for Coach Payton? What is next? You know, I hear, you know, possibly Jerry Jones or the Dallas Cowboys may try to get him. I'll speak more of the Cowboys with in my NFL review. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's going to it's it's very interesting knowing that he carved out a legacy, if you will. Um, so the Saints have had to deal with two big blows within their franchise. Drew Brees retiring last year and now coach Sean Payton stepping down as head coach. And last but not least, David Ortiz, Big Poppy. For all you uh, Boston Red Sox fans and David Ortiz fans, he will now be elected to the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. Two people who will not be in the Hall of Fame, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Other people who will not be in the Hall of Fame, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, and Kurt Schilling. Now, Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, they were on their last leg. This was their last year to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, not so much. Um, it sucks. It really sucks because not only are they not in the Hall of Fame, Pete Rose, after all of these years, you know, he betted on baseball years ago. He's still not in the Hall of Fame and they're still holding that against him, which I think sucks. I mean, I'm not condoning what he did per se, but the bottom line is, I feel like the man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds is the all-time leader in home runs with 762 home runs. 
and it is really sad that the all-time leader in home runs is not going to be enshrined into the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, the biggest reason why they're not going in the Hall of Fame is simple. It's simple. The steroid stuff. You can't tell me that they weren't holding that against them. You can't tell me that they weren't looking at this. You remember a few years ago when they went on trial for steroids, you can't tell me that that did not play a factor. Now, David Ortiz, you know, he did things the right way. You look at somebody like Ken Griffey Jr., for example, who's a Hall of Famer. He did things the right way. Derek Jeter, he did things the right way. Did you ever hear him being caught with steroids? No. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr., no. David Ortiz, one of the best players, one of the greatest players of all time. He's going in on his first try. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, I saw, only had 34% of the vote. I'm sh- Hopefully his, his vote count will go up within the next few years. But that's not the point. The point being is, David Ortiz is going in the Hall of Fame, and rightfully so. And I watched the video earlier where they where uh, he got called, and he was just so excited. I mean, hell, I would be excited too. But for the other two, like I said, it sucks. It really sucks. This was their last year on the ballot. And unfortunately, they're going to be on the outside looking in. And there are a lot of people who are upset. And there are some people who feel like they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I'd re- me personally, I'd rather put Barry Bonds than Roger Clemens. Not to take away from Clemens' legacy, but I was more of a Barry Bonds fan than I was Roger Clemens. That's just me. Let's talk some NFL. Let's talk the NFL playoffs. Now, I'm going to backtrack and start from the beginning with the wild card rounds all the way to the championships, the conference championships where I will give my predictions. But I tell you this. <clears throat> This has been one of the wildest years as far as the playoffs is concerned that I can possibly remember because there have been some really good games. There have been some, there have, it's, it's just been telling at how good some of these teams are. Some of these teams that are rebuilding on the come up, it's really interesting and I've really enjoyed what I've seen. Now, granted, I haven't been able to watch the games. I did catch the uh, second half of the San Francisco Green Bay game, in which I'll talk about a little later. Um, but for the most part, from the highlights I've seen and stuff like that, I've enjoyed what I've seen personally. And like I said, this has been one of the best times as far as the NFL playoffs is concerned in a very long time. So we'll backtrack and start with the wild card round on Saturday, January 15th. That's where everything began. We'll start off with the AFC wild card, if you will. Cincinnati defeated the uh, Las Vegas Raiders 26-19 to with Derek Carr throwing that interception with just 12 seconds left, basically costing, him t- costing his team the game. I think the Raiders will be all right. You know, they're going to be looking for a head coach. You know, they've had a lot riding for them this year. I think they'll be all right. Cincinnati... Uh, fortunately for them, moved on to the next round. Buffalo, boy, did they put a whooping on the New Orleans, I mean the New Orleans Saints, the New England Patriots. Uh, the New England Patriots played in some hostile weather with a hostile crowd, and unfortunately they got shellacked by 30 points. As far as Buffalo, Josh Allen and that crew made a statement at home. 
against the Patriots. Um, as far as Josh Allen is concerned, he was 21 for 25, 308 yards, five touchdowns. As far as Mac Jones is concerned, he was 24 for 38, 232 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Um, heading into next year, I think both teams will be all right, especially the Patriots. I mean, Matt Jones, in his second year, he'll look to improve. You know, he's in the running for Rookie of the Year, so we shall see once they give out the awards and stuff. Um, but, yeah. New England, they they were just they were just outsmarted, if you will. Buffalo, as I said, made a statement, and the statement was loud in front of their home crowd, in front of the entire world. That statement was bold and it was very clear, and Buffalo ended up moving on to the next round. On Sunday, we had the NFC divisional wild—I mean, the NFC wild card. As Tampa Bay basically pulled a whooping on uh, Philadelphia 31-15. Tom Brady was 29 for 37, 271 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans had nine receptions for 117 yards and a touchdown. Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, five receptions for 31 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Hurts was 23 for 43, 258 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Would I say that Jalen Hurts is the franchise of the Philadelphia Eagles? Not per se. You know, he's still got a long career ahead of him. But uh, Philadelphia, it just wasn't their day because they were going up against the monster uh, known as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers despite all the injuries that they have or that they had this season, you know, even with the A-B stuff. But, you know, hey, Brady and that crew, they came ready. And it showed. Uh, Then we had San Francisco defeating the Dallas Cowboys. This was the talk of the town here. San Fran went into Jerry World and beat the Cowboys 23-17. Jimmy G was 16 for 25, 172 yards and an interception. Dak Prescott was 23 for 43, 254 yards, a touchdown and an interception. The Dallas Cowboys were just dysfunctional throughout this whole game, okay? Now, from the highlights I saw, the defense kept getting off sides. The coaching wasn't right. The offense wasn't right. And with three seconds left, they didn't even snap the ball, and the clock ran zero. And that Prescott had made some comments about the crowd and the referees and all that stuff, and he got fined, you know, a little chump change, you know, 50 grand or whatever the case may be. Anyway, I'm going to just say this. <clears throat> For the next seven to seven and a half months, I don't want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys will now go another year without a Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys will now go 27 years without a Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy, I think he'll he'll keep his job for another year. If they don't improve and if they don't show that they won a Super Bowl because a lot of people felt like this was going to be their year. If they, for some reason, do not make it, if they get to the playoffs and don't make it out of the first round, he will be gone. Okay? He will be gone. I would give him another year. Okay? Now, I don't think he's the answer per se, but nonetheless, I would give him another year. The Dallas Cowboys were just not focused. Let's just put it that way. Let's just let's just call it what it is. They were not focused. In the conversation, in the story, 
So now they're going to be on the outside looking in, watching everybody else who are still in the playoffs compete for the Super Bowl. And that's just that. And the San Francisco 49ers are another team who made a statement. We have the AFC uh, wild card with Kansas City defeating Pittsburgh 42-21. Patrick Mahomes was 30 for 39, 404 yards, five touchdowns, and an interception. Travis Kelsey with five receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, 29 for 44, 215 yards, and two touchdowns. Can we just say that this will be Big Ben's last year? There is no need for him to come back next year. There is no need for him to play another year. He's done all that he can do. A first ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Pittsburgh is going to be another team that's going to have to transition out of the Big Ben era. You know, Big Ben, as I mentioned, one of the all-time greats during his generation, during his time. I was looking some stuff up from the 2004 draft, right? Big Ben came out of the 2004 draft class with the quarterbacks. We all know he's probably going to retire, right? So the quarterbacks that came out of that class were him, Philip Rivers, and Eli Manning. Two of those four, two of those three quarterbacks have now retired, and Big Ben will now be on that list. Um, this was inevitable, you know, and it sucks that. You know, Big Ben had to go out this way, but I think Pittsburgh, you know, if they tweak some things, if they get some nice pieces in the draft, they'll be a Super Bowl contender. They won't win it per se, but I think they can transition into another chapter to where, okay, whoever our next quarterback will be, you know, hopefully he can lead us to the future post Ben Roethlisberger. And, you know, I've been a Big Ben fan for a long time, so, you know, kudos to him. He's had a great career, but I just think it's time. It's time to hang it up. Um, then on Monday, we had, we had on Monday the 17th, we had the L.A. Rams defeating the Arizona Cardinals 34-11. to Arizona just did not show up. Let's, I don't know what else to say because I was watching that game, and I was just disgusted at what I saw with Arizona. Because I thought this would be at least uh, a competitive game. This was not competitive at all. 34 to 11. That crowd was rowdy. That crowd was hostile. And Arizona just, they just didn't have it. Uh, Matt Stafford was 13 for 17, 202 yards, a touchdown. Cooper Cup, who's had an amazing season, five receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Four receptions for 54 yards and a touchdown. Kyler Murray, he just had a rough game. He just had a rough night. Uh, 19 for 34, 137 yards and two interceptions. Uh, That week for the wild card round, I would give player of the week to Josh Allen. Because Josh Allen, he really put on a great performance. Uh, Buffalo, again, shellacking. I guess that's the word that I'm using as far as their game with New England is concerned. They just shellacked uh, New England. Josh Allen, uh, he had a he had one of the best performances of his career. Just put it that way. Uh, then we move on to the divisional round. Yes, last weekend's action. Some very, very, very great action, might I say. This, like I said, the playoffs as a whole, 
This is one of the best times of the playoffs in a long time. So we start off with the AFC. Cincinnati beating Tennessee 19-16. Tennessee getting Derrick Henry back, but it still wasn't enough because Cincinnati, I tell you what, I'm not the biggest Cincinnati fan, but I'm a Joe Burrow fan. I'm a Jamar Chase fan. Jamar Chase in his first year, this dude is just awesome. Joe Burrow, I don't see why in the world he's not in the conversation for MVP, and I think I said that weeks ago. This dude is just putting up numbers like nobody's business. Now, I didn't write his stats down in front of me here, but the bottom line is he and that young talent that they have around him are really elevating the Cincinnati Bengals um, to a formidable, formidable contender. You know, for years it's been about the Patriots and all that type of stuff, but it's about time some of these young teams get a shine, and Cincinnati proved that. Then on Saturday, as I mentioned, I watched the second half of the 49ers-Packers game. And would you know, would you know that the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers, walked out of Lambeau Field Saturday night with snow, with, with it being, with it snowing, by the way, and that crowd sitting in the cold as crazy as they are, and as rowdy and as boisterous as they are, they pulled out a win in Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And lo and behold, uh, Aaron Rodgers got beat again by the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers is now 0-4 in the playoffs against the 49ers. That's not great. Now, yes, he'll probably win MVP. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned... I was just stunned. That whole crowd when San Francisco won and they scored that field goal, that whole crowd was quiet. You could hear a penny drop in that stadium. I mean, again, the 49ers, not to take away from them, because everybody, including me, had Green Bay to win. They beat the Packers. They beat Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean... This is one of the biggest losses of his career, if not the biggest. And now the question is, will he come back next year as a Green Bay Packer? Will he retire? Will he go to another team? It's so many questions. And with free agency coming up in the NFL soon, it's going to be a lot of questions surrounding Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, that whole crew, what are they going to do? What is this team going to be the same going into next season? I don't know. All I know is I was stunned. I was shocked. And at the end of the game, as they were showing highlights, I was just like, I cannot believe the San Francisco 49ers once again beat Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And they beat Green Bay at Green Bay in Lambeau. That is one of the biggest shockers throughout the playoffs. Probably the biggest shocker in this year's playoffs, period. Anyway, San Fran won 13-10, right? Uh, Jimmy G was 19 for 11 for 19, 131 yards and an interception. Aaron Rodgers, 20 for 29, 225 yards. Uh, Aaron Jones, 19. He had nine receptions for 129 yards. 
as far as Devontae Adams is concerned, he had nine receptions for 90 yards. So not only is it the question of will Aaron Rodgers come back, will Devontae Adams be there too? There's so many questions surrounding this franchise. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. On Sunday, we had the Rams defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both number one seeds went down. Tennessee went down. Tampa Bay went down. I just mentioned Green Bay. They went down as well. Well, I take that back. Tennessee was uh, Tennessee was the number one seed. Uh, Tampa Bay was the number two seed. I'm sorry. Uh, but nonetheless, both number one and the two seed went down. Matt Stafford, you might as well say he's had a resurgence. Because... There was no way that he was going to win anything in Detroit. So he got traded to the Rams. And I really think it's worked out for his benefit, to say the least. It has really worked out to his benefit. As 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 far as uh, Tom Brady is concerned, it's still a lot. Of, it's a lot of questions with him. Is he going to come back? Is he going to retire? You know, his wife talked about the concussions that he's had throughout his career. And that's that plays a really big factor in any athlete's career. No matter what, no matter what sports you play, football, basketball, what have you, injuries play a big factor in your career. I've never been an athlete, but watching sports and things of that nature, you see how how some of these former players are suing the NFL, for example. I mean, I've watched videos of how they were hitting, how they were tackling back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And, you know, like I said this morning, you know, a lot of people say that the game is soft. In some ways it is. But thankfully, they're not hitting people like they were back then. Because when you got hit, it felt like you got hit by a car. Okay, with the way they were tackling people like uh, Mongo McMichael, Lawrence Taylor, the late great Reggie White, the way they were hitting people, it, I'm kind of glad I'm not an. I'm kind of glad I wasn't an athlete growing up. But getting back to Tom Brady, it's just like you don't really know what he's gonna do. Because again, the question is: Is he gonna come back for another year, or is he gonna hang it up? Is he finally gonna hang it up at 44 years old? He says he wants to play till he's 45. He was joking. To, about playing till he was 50. But I honestly feel like as a Tom Brady fan, in my heart of hearts, I want to see him come back for one more year. I want to see him come back for one more year and that be it. As far as the team is concerned itself, you know, they're going to have a lot of cap problems. They're going to have a lot of uh, money problems as far as the cap space is concerned. So Tampa Bay's got a lot of thinking to do as well as Tom Brady. Anyway, with Matthew Stafford, getting back to him, he was 28 for 38 with 366 yards, two touchdowns. Cooper Cup, another person who's having a monster year. Wait, I just talked about him earlier. He's already having a monster year. Um, Nine receptions for 183 yards um, and a touchdown. Tom Brady, 30 for 54, 329 yards, a touchdown and a turnover. And Mike Evans had eight receptions for 119 yards and a touchdown. So, again, not only 
Are there a lot of questions surrounding Aaron Rodgers? There are a lot of questions surrounding Tom Brady. The biggest questions are, will he come back or will he retire? We shall see within the next few weeks. Um, And then Sunday, the biggest, arguably the biggest game of the year. Arguably the game of the year. Kansas City and Buffalo. I wish I had watched this game. I hope they uh, replay this game within the next few days leading up to the championship game. Um, Boy, boy, boy. Just watching those highlights just... I mean, it literally had my eyes on the floor just watching those highlights. Though That game was something serious. Both teams put on the show. Both quarterbacks put on the show, if you will. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, nonetheless, won 42-36. Uh, Patrick Mahomes... Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. What more can this man not do, right? Uh, 33 for 44, 374 yards, 378 yards, sorry, and three touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had 11 receptions for 150 yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen, he was 27 for 37, 329 yards, four touchdowns. And Gabriel Davis, who was practically the biggest factor for that team besides Josh Allen, he had eight receptions, 209 yards, and all four Josh Allen's touchdowns went to him. So he he had a monster game despite the loss. But when they got the overtime and Patrick Mahomes got that ball and he drove down the field, it was game over. So this was one of the, if not the best game of the entire year, including the playoffs. And Gabriel Davis gets my player of the player of the week as far as the divisional round is concerned. Again, Great action this week. It's going to be some great action this upcoming weekend. We are down to the nitty gritty. We are down to the final four, if you will. The AFC and the NFC Championship games are this Sunday. Uh, The AFC Championship game is 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 p.m. Central Time. The time zone I'm on, so I'll be checking out what's left of the game by the time I get off work. And then you have the NFC Championship game, <clears throat> which is 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central. Um, these are going to be two of the best matchups. I mean, these these two matchups will determine who will play at SoFi in Super Bowl 56. So let's just go ahead and get on with the predictions, if you will. The AFC Championship game has the Cincinnati Bengals led by Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. For the first time since 1988, the Cincinnati Bengals have reached the AFC Championship game. They will take on the crew of um, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the Kansas City Chiefs led by the great uh, Andy Reid. Um, I tell you what, I was leaning towards Kansas City by 10. I saw that they're favored by 7. I'm going to say Kansas City wins 38-29. Cincinnati's going to have a lot to say in this game. Joe Burrow's going to put up some good numbers. They're going to find a way. They're going to try to find a way to stop Kansas City. Kansas City is in the championship game for the fourth year in a row. Um, But they got to get through Kansas City first if Cincinnati wants to go to the Super Bowl. And that would be something to see. Cincinnati in the Super Bowl on February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day. That would be something else. But nonetheless... I got to say Kansas City. I think Cincinnati's time will run out. I got Kansas City winning by the score of 38-29. 
And they will once again go to the Super Bowl for what, the third year in a row? So, yeah, it's going to be a really good game. And then the NFC Championship game, we have a California battle, if you will. The San Francisco 49ers, led by Jimmy G and Debo Samuels, taking on the Los Angeles Rams, led by head coach Sean McVay, quarterback Matt Stafford, OBJ, Cooper Cup. You got defense. Uh, as far as Aaron Donald is concerned, you know, he's been strong on defense. Uh, not to take away from since, uh, San Francisco, they've had a really good defense as well. But uh, San Francisco, I think another team whose time will run out. Because I see them facing Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I'm going to say San Fran loses. L.A. Uh, ends up winning and advancing. I'm going to say they win 34-20 over the Niners. So it's going to definitely be an emotional game with uh, all four teams looking to go to the Super Bowl. So those are my picks. So I had Green Bay winning the Super Bowl against Kansas City. I think Kansas City will be in the Super Bowl, but I think they will play the Rams in the Super Bowl. And like I said, these two games are going to be mighty awesome. I will be watching. So those are my picks. Those are my reviews, if you will, as far as the NFL playoffs are concerned. I will be checking both games out on Sunday. Hopefully you will, too. Um, my goal this week, my goal this week is to do a Royal Rumble podcast. Uh, my goal Thursday is to give you a vintage review of Royal Rumble. Now, the Royal Rumble is this Saturday. On the, WD, on the WWE Network exclusively on Peacock. Uh, just to run down the card real quick. Um, we have the mixed tag team match with Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on The Miz and Maurice. The Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending against Seth Rollins. The Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch defending, defending against Dewdrop. We have the 30-woman battle royal. The Royal Rumble match, the 30-woman Royal Rumble match. The WWE titles on the line. Brock Lesnar defending against Bobby Lashley. And last but not least, the 30-man Royal Rumble match. That is the card so far as of this recording for this Saturday's pay-per-view. Uh, but Thursday, I'm going to do a vintage review. I know I've keep, I know I keep talking about vintage review, but I'm actually going to do one. That is my goal, okay? I'm going to do a vintage review. Of Royal Rumble 1995. I haven't finished watching it yet. Once I'm done, I will give you my review on that. And on top of that, give my predictions for Royal Rumble 2022, Saturday. So that is the plan for this week. If not, I will do it on Friday. I will definitely do it before the Royal Rumble. So be on the lookout for that. That is my goal, if you will. Other than that, I hope you all have a good night, a blessed night. Hope you all continue to have a good week. Uh, please stay safe, and uh, hopefully everything will go smooth for you. With that being said, my name is Rodimus Prime, and I will see you guys next time.